Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Rise podcast. I am your host, Ian Philo, and today we are going to be talking about knowing your worth. Now, this could be kind of a general topic, but I am going to personally get into the facets of knowing your worth as an artist, since it is something I do um, professionally on the side as a freelancer, and that. Um, many other of my listeners have done or or are currently doing as well. And I could probably do a whole nother episode on knowing your worth as like an individual and a person um, and, and what you can contribute to the world. But for this one today, I'm gonna be talking about knowing your worth as an artist, as a creative, Um, whatever your craft is. So basically knowing your worth as a professional or whatever you do to make a living on the side or to generate passive income, knowing your worth. So I have dealt with this a lot um, and it has been something that I have been working on building and really understanding my worth as an artist and a creative because in the early stages when you're kind of still in school and you're experimenting, there's kind of a weird gray area that you have to play with. Uh, sometimes you take on um, projects that you don't necessarily want to do and then your your pay isn't the greatest and you have a little more wiggle room for negotiation because you're still learning. And we've all been there. And of course, um, when it comes to knowing your worth as an artist, you don't just want to start charging outrageous prices um, when you're just starting off. Like if you just learned how to digitally paint yesterday, or if you just learned how to sculpt or draw or any of those things yesterday and or like a month ago and you're already charging outrageous sums of money, unless you're a celebrity or something, chances are you're not really going to have much luck with that. Anyways, um, yeah, there's definitely a process to this stuff. And as an artist, it, it can be hard. It can be discouraging building that confidence to really ask for what you're worth and establish your value. Um, if anyone listening is an artist or a creative, sometimes when people ask you what you do and you reply, I'm an artist, um, don't be surprised if they don't thank you for your service. Don't be surprised if they ask ask again as if the answer didn't fit their understanding of the question. Uh, They may let it ride, offering a sympathetic half-smile or a smirk. People don't really understand sometimes. Um, Sometimes they view being an artist as an affliction, or, oh, I'm so sorry, like, what do you do for real work? And, man, like, I... That definitely gets under my skin sometimes, because... I just had a conversation about this with my friend the other day, and I'm a I'm an avid promoter 
and consumer of the arts. So I'm like constantly trying to get the message out there like, hey, everybody, um, you know, we're pretty much consuming an, an art every day. Um, you know, a designer created your iPhone. Somebody, some artist designer created the layout of your apps, the bag you're wearing, the coat you have, um, the interior layout of your apartment or house, um, the body style on your car. Like, it's literally everywhere. The clothes you like everywhere. And people, like, are so quick to forget that. They're so quick to forget that. And I'm not saying that not everyone doesn't value art. There's plenty there's plenty of people that do, and there's a large sum of people that do. This is mostly kind of generating that awareness for people that, um, you know, they'll, they'll understand it to a certain degree. Like, you know, they'll pay the money for, like, brand name items and stuff, but when it comes to, like, freelancers or, or uh, side work or if they're commissioning an artist to do something, at least in my experience... I found a lot of people are often quick to forget like hey like this takes time too this person has had to slave away hours of their day contributing to this piece of art that you're commissioning them to do this isn't just uh they don't just throw it into the computer and it uh it generates some magical unicorn dust and then they have a masterpiece that comes out of the out of the printer tray like it doesn't work like that whether it's digital art traditional art any type of creative medium is going to have to be molded and it takes layers and layers and time and time and please if you're listening please understand that it doesn't just happen overnight and if someone has raised their skill set to the point where they they do have the benefit of creating something in an efficient amount of time then you should be paying them even more because they have honed their skill set so much that they've perfected, or not perfect, but mastered that craft in, in that sense. Sometimes people get the impression that arts aren't important and therefore not a significant contribution to society and therefore not a valid career choice. And, and like what I just said, like how could you possibly think that, right? Because... We consume it every single day. Maybe sometimes subconsciously or unconsciously, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It, it's a huge contribution to society. Imagine a world without art, without design, without free flow and creative freedom. Like, it would be horrible. It would be a super boring, sterile world, and I sure wouldn't want to live in that. And, uh... <laughs> You know, if some people don't understand, it's, it's okay. They don't need to understand. But, but we as creatives, if any of you create art, whether it's fine art, music, graphic design, anything, we need to understand. It may sound a bit dramatic, but it's true. Um, and I'm sure all of us that are creatives and artists have experienced this in the past. When you work for bottom-of-the-barrel bottom prices... There's a chance you're killing your own business and, and don't enjoy your badly paid job as much as you could have. It, you, you, gotta, you gotta work for what you're worth. And I'll address again, like I said earlier in the podcast, 
when you're starting off, it's okay to make crap money and it's okay to learn. <clears throat> but when you generate those hours and that practice, there comes a point where you have to put your foot in the ground and, and be like, no, you know, it was nice working with you. It was nice negotiating with you and your budget, but this, this is unacceptable. And it's okay to say that. And we have to understand that it's okay to say no to clients and projects that aren't worth our time. That may sound like a selfish thing coming from an outside perspective, but if you're an artist and if you understand the time and energy it takes to create a piece of art, then you'd adamantly agree with me. When people don't understand artist pricing, you're, you're kind of making it harder for other artists to negotiate a fair price as well. Um, sometimes you can get it ingrained in their heads that low fees become a standard. If there are enough artists w willing to work for nothing, the client won't have trouble finding someone else to do the job. So I encourage everyone to think twice before you agree to a low payment. You and your colleagues or your, your friends who are other artists will benefit in the long run if you really stand behind um, your worth as a creative. Your art is needed. Your hard work is needed and you should be paid fairly. Um, just because other people are doing it on the internet, just because you see this stuff constantly reciprocated through social media or other forms, doesn't mean that yours is, is, is any less of value. Some might even argue, oh, it's just a drawing, it's just a digital painting, it probably took like, you know, it probably took like, you know, a couple minutes, 10, 15 minutes, you know, and they're not willing to, to pay you what you're worth. And we have to understand that we can get to a point where we can ask fair money for what we're doing. There have been models proposed to me in the past, and I kind of have my own method of um, doing things. Sometimes, depending on the project, I, I'll charge like hourly, and then sometimes if it's uh if it's like a really, really large project, I'll just kind of do flat rate. So your model's different. Whatever ends up working for you, um, it's definitely an important thing to stand by that because guys, people will, people will definitely, and I've experienced this in the past, they will take advantage of you if you don't stand behind what you're worth. Um, I just... Um, rejected a project recently and you know I have nothing against no, nothing against this person or anything like I love them to death but they just had a like a skewed concept of like what it what it takes to create um, like logos and stuff and to that really goes into that and you know there's nothing wrong with that and you know if, and if people can't afford it and you know no harm no foul absolutely. Um, nothing wrong with that but I almost got myself into a situation where it's like okay um, I know this is at least gonna take like like six to eight hours and I asked the client what their budget was and they completely like lowballed it and I was like well can we negotiate can we work things through and it didn't end up working out and sometimes you'll find yourself in that situation and guys it's okay to say no it's okay to say no and really stand up for your worth as a creative because 
I have taken on projects in the past where I I agreed to like a low price point, like way below what I'm worth and what I'm doing. And then like every step of the way, I'm just like dreading it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like why did I take this on? Like can it just be done and over with already? And by the time you're done, like you could have made that money in like like an hour or two hours at your day job that, that what it cost you for like eight hours of trying to hammer away at this piece. So I want to encourage everyone listening to this podcast, don't get yourself caught into that trap because it's a messy thing. It's a messy thing to try to get out of. And again, I want to emphasize like it's okay to say no. Like people aren't going to hate you if you say no. And if they do, then that's their own prerogative. That's their own thing they have to work out on their own but please like we see it time and time again people can charge exorbitant amounts of money for things they create so why you know why shouldn't you i'm not saying charge outrageous amounts or sums of money but please stand behind what you're worth stand behind what you're doing especially like in my case when um when this client came to me and the budget was proposed, especially in my case, especially if you guys have a degree, like, like I said earlier, it's one thing if you're learning and you're working through stuff, but if you have a degree and you're a professional and you've been doing this for like eight or 10 years, like you cannot accept like low ball prices that are below what you're worth. Like, I don't care if they're your friends, I don't care if they're your family, I don't care if they're your, your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, like, point taken, you're a professional and your creative profession is not a hobby if you're generating passive income or freelance money off of these things. During the years that you've enhanced your skills, you've gotten more experienced, acquired more knowledge, techniques, materials, software to get you where you're at now. Even if you're just starting out, you should always ask for a fee that compensates you for your work, effort, and time. Don't use the fact that you're only a newbie as an excuse. Which brings me into another point. As I've uh, experienced and as I've progressed my skill as an artist over the years, I also find another great way to keep yourself locked into a negotiation and uh, and a price point with a client is that you always, always have to ask for a deposit. Um, And that's something that I've learned over the years. Always ask for a deposit um, and and require it because then you have the client invested, you know, they have their stake in the project and then you have that motivation to start it. I have had projects in the past where I didn't ask for a deposit and at that point you have to think about it this way at that point the client isn't invested they have no connection or need to honestly um, be be invested at all in the project their money isn't in it they have no stakes right so right now you're you're basically on the end of the fish hook and they're off scot scot free and you have to think to yourself like why Am I stressing my elf? Why am I stressing myself out and letting myself do this when they could, you know, just jump out of the deal? And I've had that happen in the past. I've had clients set things up with me and I didn't ask for a deposit. And I finished the work and they said, No, you can keep it, or I'm taking my business elsewhere, or I changed my mind. And I was like, 
man, like that's not happening again. Uh, please, and I'm trying to give you advice so this doesn't happen to you. Please, if you're doing stuff professionally, require a deposit, whether it's 20%, 50%. It is imperative that you do because I don't care how much you trust people. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are shady and then and will just take your money and run or, or won't care, or won't pay you. And uh, that's definitely not a place you want to be as a creative. I had to, um, I can kind of tell you guys a little mini story. When I was um, progressing my skills as, as an artist, I can't tell you, and I'm sure I'm sure other creatives that listen to this podcast, if they are, are proficient in drawing, I had so many people, so many people ask me for tattoo designs, like to the point where it was just like ad nauseum, like there's so many, I was like, oh my gosh, and it just kept on coming and like, hey, can you design your tattoo for me? Like, oh, can you design this tattoo design for me? And like, and here's, here's all I'm going to say, and I, I have kind of, spoken out about this in the past so i did it a few times it was fun you know i i think i charged like when i was starting off like maybe 10 or 20 bucks for a design and oftentimes they would take the design go to the tattoo artist being the artist that the person creating the tattoo is they would have their own interpretation and oftentimes create something entirely different than what I designed. And then the person would pay the tattoo artist what they're worth because, oh, this is a permanent piece on my skin. I'm not going to chin so I'm going to pay them what you're worth or what they're worth. And you kind of have to sit back and think to yourself like, okay, well, I'm only requiring, or if you were in the client's position, I'm only going to pay this fine artist or this freelancer like 10 or 20 bucks for the design i'll take it to my tattoo artist and i'll pay upwards of three to six hundred dollars to have this design that was not mine that was created from someone that i commissioned tattooed on my skin and you have to think to yourself like that sounds so messed up because it is because it is messed up um it got to the point for me where i was like look like i appreciate you guys like understanding that I can draw well. I appreciate you guys coming to me for tattoo designs, but it got to the point for me where I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's not worth my time. It's not worth the investment. It's just not worth what I'm what I'm about to put in here. Because if you're willing to pay the tattoo artist three to six hundred dollars for a piece and you can't at least give me a portion of that, like greater than like the two percent that you were willing to pay, then just have the tattoo artist design it. That's what they're there for. That is their job, okay? And <laughs> sorry if I'm getting a little ranty, but this stuff hits home for me. It's, it's something I'm passionate about. And I think if you're a creative professional, you should be passionate about this too. And you should understand and be willing to stand behind your skill set. As a freelancer, uh, you don't have the same benefits you get with a full-time job. So if you're freelancing your art, you have to consider the amount of money you need to earn. And then you also need to find out if your income will cover returning expenses like food, rent, utilities, gas, water, electricity, insurance, taxes, travel expenses, rent, studio software. Like, 
I think a lot of people forget sometimes that like artists are people too and we have bills just like everyone else does and they think that we just love creating so much that we're willing to sacrifice our worth just to output art which is entirely false so and and I really want to be yeah, I really want to be clear about that. It's entirely false. We have expenses just like anyone else. You wouldn't go, um, like I, with the tattoo example, you wouldn't go to a tattoo shop and ask for a, you know, an entire back piece for like $30. Like that's just outrageous. That's unheard of. It's not going to happen unless you like do it in, in some friend's basement with someone that's never tattooed before. Like a professional knows their worth. They know they have bills to pay. They know their expenses and they calculate all those things and when it comes down to the wire we have to be covering our costs and our time invested in order to make a little bit of profit it's it's a simple model guys anyone in a business anyone with with the slightest degree or the slightest sense of how economics works would understand this each month you have to pay your bills and when money is low it's very tempting to just agree with every incoming job you can get. And I get that, guys. I get that. But it's easier said than done. Um, just because you get commission work and you're getting multiples of commission, don't just accept it because you're getting multiple commissions with low quantity payout. It's not worth it. I'm just going to come right out and say it right now. It's not worth it. There's so much time and detail and energy invested into your art. Please know what you're worth and don't just accept jobs um, because there's a lot of them coming in because it's better to accept the job where the payout's greater and you're going to make more of an impact than to just take on a bunch of like 20 to $40 freelance drawings or commissions and end up pulling your hair out every step of the way. Remember that even though you need to work, the client equally needs you. They chose you because they think your work is the right fit for their project. And if someone comes out to you and you negotiate the price and they leave, then that client just wasn't meant for you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with them. And then they'll find someone else. When you're a creative, when you're an artist, you'll find that when you start creating work, you'll have an, uh, a niche group of people that that really respect you for what you're worth and what you're charging. And at that point, you don't need business from every single person that admires your art. It, it's definitely true. And I think we, we all need to be more understanding and acknowledging of that. You're not being done a favor by being commissioned. You're offering a service that has value. And that is something that I want to close with. Remember everyone, if you do this as a profession, as a side gig, as a freelancer, you are offering a service that has value. You're not some charity case. You're not some clown that, you know, has some good drawing ability but shouldn't be respected and treated as as a, as the professional you are. You have value, you have worth, and by all means, really stand behind that. Um, this this podcast is kind of like a, a patriotic 
uh, <laughs> roll call or or argument for all the artists out there that have gotten taken advantage of. And I, I've it's definitely been me in the past. So I, like I said earlier, I get passionate about this stuff. I love talking about it, and I can have conversation for hours about this stuff with people. So, yeah, uh, I want to close with that statement again one more time. You're not being done a favor for being commissioned. You're offering a service that has value. So next time, guys, you accept on a commission, be firm about your pricing, um, require that deposit, understand the client's budget, and when it comes down to it, if they're not willing to work with you, it's okay to say no and not accept the job. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I had a lot of fun talking about it and talking through this topic with all of you. If you have any comments, you can shoot them towards the Anchor Podcast comment section, or you can either DM me on my Instagram at philo.arts. I'd love to hear your feedback. If anyone has suggestions for new podcast episodes, I would love that as well. Also, don't forget to rate this podcast on Apple Podcast Rate and Review. Um, if you can do it on Google or Spotify, I'm not sure, but if you can, I would also really appreciate that. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to the Mind Rise podcast. Stay tuned next week for the next episode. For all of you that have made it this far in the podcast, you're amazing. Keep on creating and know your worth.